Well, there's no dance music at the end of this video, too bad. <laughs> oh, we're so glad to have you here today, and we are here to thanks to God. Isn't that right? Yeah. At Cross Church, we take time to celebrate three, three main uh, uh, celebrations. Uh, we do it every year, and it's uh, Christmas, as you can imagine. It's uh, Easter, and of course, Thanksgiving. And I would, I would submit to you that maybe the most spiritual celebration at Cross Church is the celebration of Thanksgiving. Now, over the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about ways to give thanks and why we need to give thanks. And uh, I guess you know that the shoebox season is coming up. And uh, Pastor Chris is actually going to be talking to you about that. And, and he's actually going to be giving the message about that. Do you know that in the Old Testament, the, the way that they offered thanks to God was actually through giving thanks offerings, thanks offerings. And so he's going to be talking about that and, and looking at shoeboxes, filling a shoebox and giving a shoebox as an act of thanksgiving to God. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to break our record. Uh, Pastor Chris, do you know how many, is Chris, Pastor Chris in here anywhere? Not yet? Okay, he's, he's outside. 200 last year? I think it was more 300, wasn't it? 200? Okay, is there going to be 300 this year? Yeah. yeah. Janet, if, if you don't get, if we get to 200, Janet will do the last 100. <laughs> so, uh, before we begin, let's just uh, let's have a, a couple laughs. Um, uh, last night, we had our first Thanksgiving dinner. How many people have at least two or three Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, my goodness, it was so delicious yesterday. And I tell you, when, it's, when that food finally comes through the door, um, <laughs> food is ready, it's time to go. Uh, and, you know, sometimes uh, we're confused a little bit about our Thanksgiving motives. Uh, not sure if I'm thankful for family or for thankful or thankful for all the food that they brought over. Uh, maybe that's you. I don't know. Um, I'm thankful for both. Um, uh, how about this one? How? <laughs> how I feel after Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to move. <laughs> hey, here's the good news. Is Brenda here? Brenda Barrett. Hey, Brenda Barrett, guess what? <laughs> now that Thanksgiving is over, now we can play Christmas music. Uh, at least you can if you want to. Hey, you know what? I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed uh, at, at the benefits of, thank, of giving thanks to God and giving thanks to others. We're going to be sharing about that for the, the next three weeks. But um, I've actually got a list of of very powerful benefits to you when you give thanks to God. These are all, these are all studies done by, uh, it's not Christian studies, it's just studies done by various psychologists. And, um, and here's, here's some of the incredible benefits to you when you give thanks to God. First of all, they say that you are at least 25% happier if you are one of those people who are giving thanks. How many would like to be happy? <laughs> or how many would like to be happier? So, listen, as soon as you get in the habit of, of giving thanks to God and giving thanks to the people around you, it says uh, in these studies that you will be, at, at a minimum, 25% happier and probably even happier than that. Um, giving thanks to God reduces depression in your life. Um, they say that if you are a person with a, an attitude of gratitude, that 
the, the uh, chances of you getting a promotion at work increases dramatically. So if you're one of those grumbling, complaining types, you probably are not going to get promoted. John Maxwell actually talks about that in a number of his books. He talks about how, how your attitude affects your work and the, the chances of you getting promoted. Um, they say if, you're, if you have an attitude of gratitude, it's going to improve your self-esteem. It's going to make you feel better when you start giving thanks. It's going to increase your energy. Anybody lacking energy? It's going to develop a stronger immune system. It's going to decrease your blood pressure. Anybody got high blood pressure? Keep taking the pills, please. <laughs> but, <laughs> but try adding a little bit of Thanksgiving or a lot of Thanksgiving to your life and see what it does. Uh, it increases your sleep quality. It's hard to believe all this could actually happen, but in fact, this is what the studies are telling us. If you have an attitude of gratitude, it's going to reduce uh, and help you cope with negative stress. You are going to find yourself eating healthier. I, I can't figure that out. I can't make those connections there. I can't quite connect the dots, but that's what they say in the studies. You're going to have deeper friendships. You're going to have increased productivity. You're going to improve your job performance. You're going to become more likable. In other words, you'll have more friends. People will want to be with you because you're not, you're not negative, but you're happy and joyful. You're the kind of person that people want to be with. Uh, you'll be reaching your goals faster, and you will actually increase your feelings of well-being. You will reduce negative emotions such as envy, hatred, and anger simply by giving thanks. And number 18, you'll increase positive emotions such as love and empathy. The, the ancient Roman uh, philosopher Cicero, here's what he says. He says, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. So you recognize um, that gratitude is, is critical. It's critical. I would say it's a matter of life and death for every believer. And you're going to see that in just a moment. Thanksgiving needs to be a lifestyle. You need to be a people who are in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the habit of giving thanks to God and giving thanks to people around you. Now, let me just uh, share a passage of Scripture with you. The Apostle Paul says, rejoice, maybe let's read that together. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, you'll notice it say, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. P Paul is assuming that the people that he's speaking to are actual believers, are people who have put their faith in Christ Jesus. So I hear many times people say to me, Pastor Alan, I'm always wondering, what is God's will for my life? Well, I would say that the starting place for you is to be in the habit of giving thanks to God. This has got to be who you are. You have to have what we call an attitude of gratitude. Now, see that, that in verse 18 it says, give thanks. That, that phrase, give thanks, is used at least 78 or 73 times in the whole Bible. 73 times. In the Psalms alone, we see that it's mentioned 37 times. And in the New Testament, it's mentioned at least 25 times. Now, every time that phrase, give thanks, is used, it's either a command to give thanks to God, it's an exhortation, give thanks, give thanks, or 
It's, it's an account of somebody giving thanks to God. And especially in the New Testament, we find Jesus is constantly giving thanks to the Father. You and I need to be in the habit of giving thanks to God. And my question to you is this. When's the last time you give thanks to God? This is why we have to have these Thanksgiving, that's this Thanksgiving series every year. Because we, we need to get realigned with the will of God. Does that make sense? We have to know what is the mind of God. And the mind of God is that you and I are rejoicing, praying continually, and giving thanks to God. So I want to show you this morning why giving thanks to God is a matter of life and death. I've seen so many people wrapped up in their own problems. And people uh, uh, are constantly struggling, constantly uh, having difficulties. And, and here's, the, here's, here's why this concentration on your problems is a problem for you. Because whenever you're focusing on yourself and your problems and the people in your life that you think are causing trouble for you or causing problems for you, what happens now is you get your focus off of God and onto yourself and onto your circumstances. It's critical to understand that when you do that, you are now in a very dangerous place because now you are not focusing on the God who loves you, the God who is able to meet your needs, the God who is able to bring you through whatever struggle or difficulty you may be going through. It's a dangerous place to get your focus off of God. If you understand and believe today that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think or wish for, then you need to understand that it's dangerous to get your eyes off of Jesus. Thanksgiving, giving thanks to God, is what keeps our focus squarely on God. We know that focusing on God and on His ability is the actual beginning of faith. That's where faith begins. So, by the way, what is, what is faith? Does everybody remember? Faith is believe, believe God and do what He says. When you rejoice, when you're giving thanks, you are putting your faith in God, the God who calls us to believe him and do what he says. So if you're, not, if you're giving thanks to God, if you've got an attitude of gratitude, what are you doing? You're believing God, and you're doing what he says, because that's the beginning of it. Now, by faith we get through this life. By faith we do what God wants us to do. When we start doing what God wants us to do, listen to this, that's when the miracles begin. That's when the answers of prayer kick in. That, my friends, is when God's blessings kick in to your life. You see why it's so critical then that you get your eyes off of yourself, off of your circumstances, off of the people that are causing you trouble, and get your eyes focused squarely on God. This is, this is, this is what thanksgiving and rejoicing in prayer is all about. It's getting my eyes off of myself, off of my marriage problems, my family problems, my job problems, my health problems. It's getting my focus squarely on God and on God alone. And now I'm not doing what I want to do. I start to do what God tells me to do. So you'll never be doing what God wants you to do 
as long as you're focusing on yourself and your problems. You are going to follow your natural instincts, and your natural instincts are always a dead end. I think we all understand that. When we follow our natural instincts, folks, we, we always go to the lowest and dirtiest common denominator. That's what, the, that's what the prophets tell us. Our heart's deceitful above all things. And so we need to make sure that we are constantly living on this plane and getting off the natural plane, living on that supernatural plane. We get our focus and our eyes on Jesus, and we start saying, God, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get this. I don't understand it. But I'm going to do what you tell me to do because my faith is in you alone. Here's our problem, though. So often we're stuck in a rut, and we're getting nowhere. How do I get out of that deep rut where I'm complaining and grumbling and down, I feel depressed, I don't, life is terrible, I don't, I don't want to live anymore, and all the people in my life, they're failing me, my kids, my wife, my husband, my boss, my, my workmates, my friends, they're all failing me. I'm in this deep, deep rut, and my wheels are spinning, and I'm getting nowhere, and the more I grumble, the more I complain, the more I whine. The more I, I shake my fist at God, the more I say, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why don't you love me? Why have you forgotten about me? Have you ever felt like that? Thank you for your honesty, Ray. Fact is, is we've all gone through that. How do we get out of that rut? I'm glad you asked that question. How many know that winter is coming? But not yet. With God's help. <laughs> With God's grace. Anybody that's grown up in Manitoba, you know that once winter hits, you're going to be stuck at least once. At least once, your car is going to be stuck in the snow. And here's what we all do. We put our foot on the accelerator. We're stuck, and we, we just start gassing. You know what I'm talking about. We accelerate, and we think that somehow, magically, we're going to pop out of that rut. And what happens is quite the opposite. We go deeper and deeper into the rut. Isn't that right? Yeah, we all know that. And then, I mean, I, 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 look, we've all done it. Put the car in reverse, put it in forward, put it in forward, put it in forward, and hopefully we're going to get out of that. But we, and we keep accelerating and, and keep on pushing, and it doesn't get anywhere. What do we need? I remember coming out of my house there on the way to pick up Gloria from work, and it just, it just snowed, and the winds were up, and you know if there's a little bit of snow and lots of wind, you're going to have massive drifts. And I'm coming, coming off my street, onto the feeder street, and, uh, you know, I think, man, I, I can't go slow because, uh, because if I do, I'm going to get stuck. I mean, at least that's my, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So <laughs> I'm, I've got my foot on the, on the gas, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep moving, and all of a sudden, I just came to a, just a firm stop. I'm not going anywhere. It was like I hit a wall. I'm going, and then I'm not going. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was not subtle. Any, I didn't slow down even. It was like I was going, and then I was not going. And uh, sometimes what I do, I'm going to let you in on a secret. When I go to get Gloria, sometimes I'll just go on my PJs. <laughs> and uh, in my, in my flip-flops. This is really dumb when there's that much snow on the ground. Now what am I going to do? If I step out of the car, I am going to be up to my knees in snow in my bare feet. 
And so I thought, well, I gotta just, I gotta just keep, I gotta rock this car back and forth. And of course, anybody grew up in Manitoba understands what rocking is. Get that car rocking, but I'm going deeper and I'm getting deeper and deeper. And then suddenly, out of the blue, some neighbors of mine saw my predicament. It was like, uh, they're a beautiful East Indian family, and there's like a whole horde of them came out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Pushed me right out of right out of the snowbank. It was, it was like magic. It was unbelievable. Now I couldn't get out of the car to say hello because I'm in my pajamas and flip flops. But I did I did wave at them and say thank you. Thank you. Here here's the thing. This is what happens to all of us. We're going through a difficult time. We're going through a struggle. And rather than rejoicing. Rather than praying, rather than giving thanks to God, we start complaining, we start grumbling, we start blaming people. We go before God, and God, if you hadn't given me this husband, this, this useless wife, God, if you hadn't given me these crazy kids, my life would be so much better. God, if I had the education I always wanted, if I had a better school, better education, we start blaming and excusing. And we go deeper and deeper into our rut. The thing that jolts us out of that horrible rut and back onto the track of faith that releases the blessing of God is the simple act of thanksgiving. When you give thanks to God, when you rejoice, look at that, in all circumstances, there's no footnote in my Bible that says in some circumstances or in good circumstances, it says in all circumstances. I, I got to be honest with you, I don't always get that. But over time, as the years have gone by, I begin to understand better and better the power of giving thanks in all circumstances. I don't say, God, thank you that I'm sick, or thank you, God, that I broke my leg. It happened to me in the Philippines. <laughs> when I slipped on, when I, when I fell, when there was a step that was one inch. <laughs> I know it's hopeless. I said, God, thank you for my broken leg. It's just what I always wanted. (laughs) God, I'm going to give you thanks in these circumstances, not because necessarily I have these circumstances. And by the way, I I haven't got time to get into it now, but there were some, some very, very good things that came as a result of that. Did God break my leg? No, I broke my leg. But understand this, my friends. It's a game changer when you start giving thanks to God in spite of your circumstances. This is what blows you out of that rut where you just can't, you just, life does not change and your life is miserable and I don't know how I'm going to get out of this rut and it's terrible. Hey, listen, this is what God's will is for you in Christ Jesus. You start giving thanks to God. Thank you, God. Thank you. But our, our default setting seems to be to whine and complain and to grumble and to get mad at God. Some of you would say, well, I would, uh, I would give thanks to God if he would get me out of this rut. It doesn't work like that. You get out of the rut by giving thanks to God. When you give thanks to God, it's like that whole household of East Indians that came out of the, out of the house and pushed me out of that, out of that rut. That's the power of your thanksgiving. It jolts you, it moves you out of that rut. 
so that you can experience, once again, the blessing of God in your life. Wow. That's what God wants for you. That's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So how do I get out of this rut? I'm going to tell you. Through what I would call extreme thanksgiving. How about we call it that from now on? We're going to celebrate extreme thanksgiving. That could have been the the title of this sermon series, this three-week sermon series. Paul says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Hey, this is what you're going to eat for for Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving sandwich. (laughs) You can have this every single day. In fact, that's what God's will is for you. You don't have to wait just for Thanksgiving to do this. You're going to rejoice. What is it to rejoice? It's, it's to have joy in your heart. In fact, the, the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. The expression of joy is rejoice. You're going to put a smile on your face. Some people never smile unless they tell them to. Smile. <laughs> this light's so bright I can't tell if you're smiling or not. So I'm assuming everybody here right now has got a great big smiley face like me. You're going to rejoice. You're going to go before the Lord with rejoicing in your heart. You're going to worship him. You're going to praise him. You're going to give thanks. God, you are so good to me. How good it is to be a child of the living God. How good it is to call God my father. And then you're going to pray. And you're going to pray and you're going to lay out to God all the things that concern you, all the things that are filling your heart with sorrow, with grief, with pain. But not complaining, bringing your petitions to God. Say, God, here's where I'm at. Here's how things are sitting right now. But God, I know you're good, and you do all things well. How many know today that God is good? When you sit there whining and complaining, what are you saying? You're saying, God, you're not good. And God, you're not in control. That's right. That's what, what other way could we take that? You go before God, and you rejoice. You're saying, God, I am convinced that you are good and you do all things well. God, you are worthy of praise, and I have every reason on earth to rejoice and be glad. Hey, when we told Delson that we raised not only the money that they need for the Buiza church, but we had enough left over to do some other churches, his heart was full of thanksgiving. He couldn't stop saying thank you. He just kept saying, Pastor Allen, thank you. I said, don't say thank you to me. It's, it's God. But Pastor Allen, you, God used you. Yes, but it's God. But, but, and it's, but no, it's not me. And it's, but Pastor Allen, no, it's a team that God has put together. Give gangsta, and he wanted to give me thanks. And I was like, no, I don't want it. It's not me. It's him. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just the mouthpiece of God. God could use Balaam's donkey. And so God can use me too. I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm not even really good at it. I just do my best. We rejoice. Hey, what a difference it is when you go before God, and rather than complain to him, you go before him with rejoicing. God, here's all my problems, but the good news, God, is I know you can meet these needs. I know you can solve this problem. God, this is no problem for you because you are the God of the universe. You are omniscient. You are omnipresent. You are omnipotent. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Amen? Yeah, that's right. 
So I go with rejoicing, with praying, and then I start giving thanks. Hey, I'm going to suggest to you that you need to try praying by saying thank you. So rather than going to complain, say, God, I just want to say thank you for this day. Thank you for this weather. You say, but Pastor, I got financial problems. Then here's how how you do it. You say, God, thank you that you're going to meet my need. You see how we turn this around? Rather than going negative, we're going positive with God. God, thank you. You're going to meet my need. God, thank you. You're going to give me a job. Thank you, God. You're going to supply my every need. Why Why do we know we can pray like that? Because the Bible tells us that. My God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You see what I'm saying this morning? You turn this around. Instead of going to God to complain, you go to give thanks to God, and you turn your every petition into a a petition of thanksgiving. God, thank you that you're going to make my marriage better. Thank you, God. My kids are going to get saved. Thank you, God, that my grandkids are going to serve you. You see what I'm saying? You're putting that positive spin on it because that's the will of God in Christ Jesus. Rejoicing and giving thanks is what your focus has got to be. It's on to God, off of your circumstances, off of yourself, off of other people. Boy, that's what we're often too guilty of, isn't it? We're so mad at somebody. We've got our focus on that person, and God says, get your focus off of that person. Get your focus off of yourself. Get your focus off of your circumstances, and rather, get your focus on God. And that's how you can give thanks to God in all circumstances. Because now the focus is off the circumstances and it's on God. Wow, that's the kind of sandwiches you need to be eating every day. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be, this is, this is like the most healthy food that you can ever eat. How many know the Bible says a man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is what you need to be feeding on. This is the food that you need to be munching on today. And do it around your your Thanksgiving table. Take time to rejoice and give thanks to God. Amen? Hey, you know what? Thanksgiving jolts us out of that rut of complaining and grumbling and self-absorption. What do I mean by that? Well, you know what self-absorption is all about. It's all about me and all about my problems, my guilt, my shame, my entitlement, manipulating others, never being able to say you're sorry, inability to let go of anger, blaming others, worrying, fears, anxiety, greed, and dissatisfaction. Is that you today? Get out of the rut. Just see yourself set free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. See yourself moving again. Because some of you have come to a dead stop and you're not budging. Your spiritual life has come to a, a stop. You say, what's going on? Well, the Spirit of God is here today to speak to you. This is why you got to come to church every Sunday. So that you can hear God's prophetic word for you. You came here today, you had no idea what I was going to talk about. You probably guessed, well, Pastor Alex, Thanksgiving, he'll have to talk about Thanksgiving. But what you didn't know is that there was a word for you today. And the word for you today is it time for you to get out of your rut. You've come dead, dead stop in your Christian life. And now God wants to set you free. He wants you to start moving again, start, start rejoicing again, start flying again. Start doing all that God wants you to do. And it begins by rejoicing, by praying, and giving thanks.
Man, with all, with all that garbage in your heart, the, the complaining, the grumbling, and the anger, the bitterness, the greed, the dissatisfaction. Is there any... This is why your faith is dead. we got to bring that faith back to life. And the antidote to a lack of faith, my friends, is just giving praise and thanks to God. You see why Cicero says that, that thanksgiving is the mother of all virtues. Brilliant. And it is. It's a life changer for you. So we rejoice always, pray continually, we give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God for everybody who's in Christ Jesus. You've been grumbling? You need to go before the Lord and, and, and confess that and repent of it. You need to turn away from that grumbling lifestyle, that whining lifestyle. And by the way, as I speak, I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself. How many know that I stand up here not as an expert? I know what to do, but I don't always do it. Anyone know what I'm talking about? So we need to hold each other accountable. We need to help each other. We need to help each other live this lifestyle that causes faith to arise in our hearts. So we begin to see the miracles that God promises. Some of you are saying, man, God's supposed to promise all these, he's promised all these miracles, he's supposed to answer all my prayers, or where's God? Question's not where's God, where's you? Where have you been? Your heart, is, your heart is not turned to God at all, it's turned to yourself, and your self-absorption. Time to be jolted. Out of that position. Think of, think of the, you know, the, in the hospital, they got the paddles? Hey, your heart comes to a stop. What do you have to do? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You'll never forget that, right? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm alive. I'm ready to go. You're never going to forget that. Yeah, so if your spouse is, uh, is complaining, whining, just go up to him or her and go, Thank you, Jesus. Just give a punch in the chest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I'll set you free. Oh, wow. Thanksgiving is possibly the most spiritual celebration of the year. I love Thanksgiving. You've heard me say this so many times. And the older I get, the more I understand how brilliant this is and how fantastic this is. If you're a believer, you have to have the mind and the attitude of Christ. And I want you to see that Jesus, even on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. He knew he was going to his death. And he's giving thanks. Just, just, doesn't this like, just like <clears throat> blow your mind? What is going on? You see, Jesus understood that Caesar was not in control, Pilate's not in control, Herod's not in control, the Pharisees are not in control, God's in control. Amen. They mean, what they mean for evil, God means for good. And so Jesus is able to give thanks. I know some of you are going through a hard time right now. There's nothing I like to do but to get out my wallet and solve all your problems. Problem is, there's not much in my wallet. But I know someone's wallet 
has no end. His name is Jesus. According to, our, according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. This is going to be your attitude, the attitude of Christ. Please understand that Paul says that we need to rejoice always, praying continually and giving thanks in all circumstances. This really is the will of God for every believer. And by the way, can I just say this? Because I know some of you are, are arguing with me in your mind. <laughs> I don't believe that. What are we but what about this? What about that? Pastor Allen, you think you're always right. Can I just remind you something? Some, I know some of you are thinking that. Can I just remind you, there's, no, there's never an excuse for a bad attitude. There's nowhere. I can't find a verse anywhere in my Bible that says, uh, be thankful in all circumstances except when. It's not there. There's no excuse for a bad attitude. Tell the person beside you, there's no excuse for a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. Hey, you know what? Thanksgiving has got to be the lifestyle of a believer. And if you're one of those whiners and those complainers, then you are not doing what Jesus called you to do. So by God's grace and his power, we are going to give thanks to God. Amen? Amen. Hey, you know what? Uh, some of you know that there was a terrible, terrible earthquake in Indonesia. And then what happened after that was a tsunami came in and uh, killed thousands. What's interesting, the, the news feeds actually were sharing a story about, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you about the other religious groups. I'm going to tell you about the Christian religious group. It said the Christians had gathered together to pray and give thanks to God. This is insanity. God, there's 5,000 or more people who just died, and these believers are there giving thanks to God. Why are they doing that? Well, first of all, because it's the will of God to give thanks to God in all circumstances. Not because of the circumstances, in spite of the circumstances. When we give thanks to God, what happens, folks? We get our focus on him, and we remember that God is sovereign. He's the king He's in charge, and there's nothing too difficult for God. I don't understand why things happen, but folks, I'm going to tell you, this world is not our home. You've got to remember that there's a better place waiting for us. And things don't go the way you think they're going to go. I'm telling you, I'm positive because my Bible tells me so. There's a better world coming where Jesus Christ reigns. And we are protected from all molestation. Nothing can touch us. There'll be no more tears there. There'll be only rejoicing forevermore. Amen? Let's stand together and pray. Hallelujah. God, thank you today for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you tell us exactly how to live in this life. Father, some of us have hit a wall spiritually. We're not where we need to be. We have grown stale. We've grown cold. Our hearts are, are, are not right and God, we acknowledge and recognize today that it's because we have started grumbling and complaining. We've, becoming, we've become hypercritical. We criticize everybody and everything. And we're angry and, and self-absorbed. God, today, by your spirit, you're calling us to get our focus off of ourselves and on to you. Because you're sovereign, 
You're our king, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords. There's nothing too difficult for you. Give us the grace today, we pray, to live this Thanksgiving lifestyle. In Jesus' name. Everyone said it with me? Tell the person beside you, go give thanks.